Welcome, everybody. I'm Robin Lewis, the founder and CEO of The Robin Report, and along with uh, our chief strategist, Shelly Cohan, who, by the way, is also a professor at FIT, a consultant and industry pundit. Uh, anyway, we welcome you to our weekly podcast, uh, the topic uh, of which today is the new and most important rules of retail. And we're actually stealing that title from uh, my co-authored books of the same title, uh, edition number one, which was published in 2010, and then the second uh, in 2014. And these three rules, which really are macro strategies, uh, they just intensified actually from the first to the second edition. And it was really, uh, we, we did the second edition in four short years because uh, technology was really emerging as a huge impact on, on where the industry was going. Anyway, these three uh, macro strategies continue to be more powerful and imperative uh, to this day, actually. Number one, neurological connecting experiences. And what that means is that we, we exaggerated a, a bit to make a point, uh, but we said and say to this day, even more so, that retailers and brands have got to have such a powerful experience that it will actually cause <laughs> mental addiction in, in the consumer, in the consumer's mind. For example, um, the uh, treasure hunt at Costco or TJX for that matter. Another example would be yoga classes at Lululemon, the blue shirted geniuses at Apple giving you a fun education. Or I, you know, ridiculously traveling miles to overpay for a cup of coffee and hanging out at Starbucks. Now, these are all incredible experiences and that is what we are saying even more so today. And to kind of confirm uh, the importance of this, um, uh, Salesforce did some research and they found that 83% of consumers say that experience is more important than products or services. And 59% say they will pay more for it. So there you have it for number one. Number two, uh, we coined this term uh, preemptive distribution. Uh, which I've written a lot about, and uh, we've talked about this a couple of times in our past pod podcast. Uh, but but what that means is, in this overstored, overstuffed world, which it still is, uh, it's imperative that brands and retailers get to their consumers first, faster, and more often than the hundreds of equally compelling competitors all chasing after that same consumer. And lastly, third, um, the superior supply chain control. What that means is without that control, experiences and preemptive distribution simply would not be possible. And of course, most importantly now, technology must be embedded in all three of these imperative strategies to succeed in the 21st century. So uh, today, <clears throat> Shelley and I, you know, want to discuss 
what we think a current and stellar example of an over 80 year old retailer that we think is kind of the poster child of these three strategies. There are others out there, but we, we chose this because it's amazing what they've been doing. Um, and this retailer has been amazingly under the radar of most of the traditional mainstream industry. And it's likely due to the fact that their focus is as a one-stop shop for recreational farmers and ranchers who, in their words, enjoy living the rural lifestyle. And that retailer would be Tractor Supply. And of course, their slogan is the out here lifestyle. They are really amazing, awesome uh, what they're doing. And by the way, they're outperforming almost every other retail segment, including, by the way, the giant essentials uh, during this pandemic. Um, and even through the pandemic, their performance has been, I don't know, eye-popping, actually. And it's due to, we believe, their superior implementation of uh, the three rules that I just outlined for you. They achieved record sales and earnings for fiscal 2020. Incredible. Net sales increased 27.2% to over $10 billion, up from $8 billion in fiscal 2019. Their fourth quarter net sales increased a whopping 31.3%, and their fourth quarter comps increased 27.3%, and their fiscal year comp store sales increased 23.1%. These numbers are incredible. Uh, Shelly, uh, some of your thoughts on this. Well, Robin, you know I'm a big fan of Tractor Supply Company. I've actually been watching them for years, and they've been really great at pivoting their business. They actually started as a mail order tractor supply business and who really catered to the small farmers and small ranchers. However, when all those small farms and ranches were gobbled up by the large farm corporations, they started buying all their supplies direct from the manufacturers. So essentially in the early 90s, tractor supply company shifted from the professional farmer to the recreational and part-time rancher you know, the sundowners, as they call them. Tractor supply stores are located in rural areas right next to where their hobby ranchers live. They're really known as kind of this hometown store. And of course, Tractor Supply was a pioneer for the do-it-yourself even before it was a thing. They currently have over 1,900 stores and do business in 49 states. And of course, they have their e-com site, tractorsupply.com. Shelly, that, by the way, that was a great picture and narrative of their actually neurological connection and the way they pivoted with their core consumers uh, from the get-go um, through all of the consolidations and the shifts in their industry space. And by the way, um, that should be lesson number one for all companies you've got to be changing with the changing landscape, which is changing faster than ever, uh, more often than ever. If retailers and brands aren't able to do that, they, um, they die. Yeah. 
And, you know, and we talk about localization uh, being a necessary strategy today. Uh, tractor supply started with being local, as you point out, and they never left it. Preemptive distribution was actually built in uh, from the get-go. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons for their kind of mentally addicted <laughs> consumer base. It's that tractor supply is truly part of those farming communities. Now, through the use of technology, which they have invested heavily in, um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, they are able to more greatly personalize and localize the shopping journey for their customers. Also, they've got this initiative where the cluster stores that have similar consumer bases and um, shopping desires, which obviously optimizes their merchandising efforts, uh, their inventory transparency and accuracy, and therefore the flow of the, the inventory to, guess what, the right place at the right time and the right price, all of it resulting in incredible productivity. And, you know, we mentioned their incredible performance even through the pandemic. Um, and they started a number of initiatives at the beginning of 2020, not even knowing <laughs> the pandemic was around the corner, um, including a uh, loyalty program. Anyway, unbelievably, Tractor Supply happily ended that horrible year, which seems like a century ago now, they happily ended with nearly 19 million Neighbors Club members, more than 11 million new customers, and over 6 million reactivated customers. Um, indeed, in incredible. Well, certainly their life out here strategy has also worked well for tractor supply, especially during the global pandemic, where consumers really wanted to spend time outside and doing home improvement projects around the house, or in this case, around the farm. The home improvement category was up 15% season to date, looking at February through December, yet Tractor Supply delivered a 27% year-over-year increase. Yeah. But Robin, the statistic that really speaks volumes about the company is the return on assets, which was 10.6% in 2020. Wow the ability of the senior management team to consistently deliver strong financial performance using the assets of the company to generate revenue is just staggering. And much of this ability to drive ROA comes from its superior supply chain. Yeah, the third leg of the new rules, right? And it's really all about technology, AI, data analytics, machine learning, and like everything, it all starts with the consumer and their ability to track their consumer shopping and transactional behavior, and then using that information to trigger a demand-driven supply chain versus you know, a pull or forecasting uh, supply chain that, as you know, in real time, delivers, again, the precisely desired product, precisely the right place, at precisely the right time and with the right price. Essentially, it is a win-win. They are superior in, 
and using a technology to get at this. And the win-win is simply that, well, first of all, the customer gets more addicted <laughs> to the experience, but and tractor supply makes a lot of money and grows even faster. It's interesting that the company comes across as a small town, local farmer retail store, but behind the scenes, it invests heavily in technologies to boost both loyalty and also product assortment. There, Robin, is nothing small town about the company IT infrastructure. They're using AI and machine learning, like you had mentioned, to really foster better customer experiences. I know one of the things they're doing, they're using proximity marketing. So if a customer is standing, for example, in front of a lawnmower for a period of time, they're going to get a notification on their mobile device asking that customer if they want to have more information, product information about the lawnmower they're looking at. It's really amazing the things that they're doing. The other area that they're really focused on is last mile delivery. Tractor Supply intends to provide one day delivery to 99% of its customers while maintaining or improving their profitability. And it's really investing in systems and AI that will help leverage its store network for last mile delivery. You and I discussed the importance of last mile delivery in a previous podcast. Yeah, you know, Amazon's got nothing on tractor supply <laughs> in terms of their last mile delivery. They're, they're, they're incredible. And the, and the whole thing about uh, the, the interacting with the consumer while they're shopping in the store uh, or outside looking at a tractor, this is all incredibly technology superiority and um, adding to a neurological experience. Also, Shelly, just to repeat, um, their, their investments in technology, both directly and indirectly, as we said, uh, even during the pandemic, it, it yielded more than 10 million new and re-engaged customers. I don't know how many other retailers out there can say that. And also, they have plans for additional digital and in-store improvements. They have a, a new mobile app that further personalizes the customer experience. And it's also, at the same time, it provides tractor supply with additional customer insights, which in turn provides tractor supply even more information to take personalization to an even higher level. Get it, Shelly? It's like a never ending um, uh, circular engagement with the, with the consumer. A, a never-ending pinwheel, if you will. That's exactly right. While retailers that are making significant investments in contactless touch points, which is really an oxymoron, uh, will certainly make customers <laughs> feel safe about shopping in stores as we kind of ease back into physical shopping environments. And while we have great hope of many aspects of the pandemic ending, I think we're in this for a longer haul. So creating these safe opportunities for customers to interact for this year and really going into next year will be prudent investments. Whether that means contactless options like mobile payment or curbside pickup or more precise measurements of occupancy rates in stores. 
Ulta Beauty actually has the occupancy information available in their app for customers. So customers can actually shoot, choose when to shop when it's less busy. And of course, Retail Next offers this information for management teams on mobile devices to help them monitor their in-store occupancy levels as well. Also, many retailers are being super creative with the outside spaces on their physical stores. Yeah, that's a growing thing, but Tractor Supply is really right on top of it. Uh, and, and it's what they actually call their side lot transformation initiative, um, which is essentially leverage, leveraging the uh, store's underutilized outdoor space. Uh, and they're doing this to establish themselves as an authority in the lawn and garden category. And this is gonna be done uh, through a four to 5,000 square foot garden center in these side lots. And uh, uh, by the way, they're also implementing a, a drive-through pickup lane for, you know, buy online, pick up in parking lot uh, orders. The uh, side lot initiative, they're, they're planning to have uh, the side lots uh, next to 55 to 65 stores early this year. And um, they're also going to be adding 200 stores to their fleet this year. That while how many retailers are closing stores like crazy. Certainly the pandemic has led to very innovative ideas. And Robin, you had mentioned that the three rules of retail are on steroids this year. Thank you so much. For our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. Yeah, and of course, uh, you will find more of our provocative insights on therobinreport.com. And as I well uh, mentioned last week, uh, if any of uh, our listeners have topics in mind that they would like Shelly and I to address, uh, please email me at robin at therobinreport.com. Thank you all for coming and have a great day.